This was rad. It's holy rad. Way rad. Fully rad. I should say that was gnarly. <laughs> What's this? There's forty-five dollars here. You owe me fifty. I know. That's all that we have. Then you don't have a car. No, you don't understand. I mean, we have had the most unbelievable night. Save ever. it. You owe me money. You give me five bucks, or you get out. I thought you always help people in trouble. Hey, kid, this is the city. I don't help anybody but myself. But I get a- lost. Wait, I know why you're not acting like yourself. You don't have your special helmet. So you're wearing the baseball hat. You're supposed to be wearing this. Take mine. Go on, take it. Take it. You giving this to me? Oh well, yeah, you're my hero. And we are back with another episode of This Was Rad Podcast, the podcast where two gentlemen in their 30s watch movies from the 80s. The twist, we force my 14-year-old daughter. She's 14, yeah. 14-year-old daughter <laughs> to watch this Tell Greg new. Well, wait, I am Paul. I am Greg. And I just finished a chip as Willow. <laughs> Who else would you finish the chip as? I, I told you. She's got the social, she's the social masks. Oh, Social that's true. Masks. Right, right. Your name I isn't even really Willow. Talked about that. Yeah, I'm excited that I see Willow has added a "This Was Rad" sticker to her uh, laptop. She did. Yes. Uh, yeah. So like the whole triangle with the word "podcast" didn't fit, so I had to like separate those. I two. actually like. I like what you did. Yeah. 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 It's pretty neat. It, yeah. Uh, if you would like a sticker, please uh, share the podcast. Tell everybody that you love it. Or run uh, into. You get us. entered into uh, to win. Some cool prizes. Uh, just so you know, we have had a couple people share the podcast. We're going to just get some names and excellent. let them know who uh, who they are. But first, we have to talk about this movie, Greg. It is... Adventures in Babysitting. Yes, it was. From 1987, I think? I think it's a little earlier than that. We'll check on that, but keep going. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that's what we do. We, uh, 1987. There you go. Uh, so... This movie was um, interesting. Uh, what did you remember about it? <laughs> okay, I, I remember the basic plot of the the girl. I thought she was at an airport and needed to be picked up. She's at a bus station. Uh, oh, Barbara. Yeah, friend. Uh, st- well, I don't know. Sure. Whatever. Anyway. Um, and, uh, Brenda. Brenda. And so I, uh, Brenda. I also, for some reason, remember Brenda as, like, grossly overweight. I, I don't too. know why. Yes. She's not. She's a standard, like, body size Hollywood would use in the 80s. For some yeah. reason, I thought she was, like, the fat friend archetype. Well, you know what it is? Her face is a little bigger. No, 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 no. Giant like, glasses. I completely thought it was, like, somebody else. I had some... Like I don't Kathy know, and Jimmy? I don't know who I was thinking of in my head. But Roseanne it was Barr? No, it was... I think it was some, like, amorphous, like, memory that doesn't really... Rosie exist. O'Donnell after... Radio, her, it's called her, the Mandala effect. Off the air. There we go. Willow knows what's up. What's that? It's called the Mandala effect. The Mandala effect? Yeah, it's my favorite. What did he have to do with this movie? 
Yeah, Nelson Mandela, of course. <laughs> oh, that's Mandela. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, no, not even close. Uh, he's just looking for freedom for for large people at bus stations. Oh, I thought he was in a movie with Matt Damon. Oh, I yeah. came up with this weird effect where you I remember don't... things that yeah. aren't true. Okay. Yeah. What else did you remember? Brenda, um, Brenda wasn't big. Yeah, I I also remember um remember Thor prominently yeah, featured in this film. Yeah, can't forget Thor. Uh, I also remember the that they drop not one but two f bombs and yeah they um, do the the one stitch he only gets one stitch and he's disappointed i for some reason really remember <laughs> that as a kid okay don't know why sure uh i remember i remember that um uh, vincent d'onofrio in this movie and i got a quick uh, i'll have a tidbit when he finally shows up but i i definitely yep. remember him being yep. in this movie gomer pile yep uh not gomer something pile Cool. No, Pyre. Is it Gomer? No, Gomer Pyle. It's, yeah, that's what they call him in Full Metal Jacket. Well, that's what they call him because of the other show. Because of... Which, yeah. by the way, he did... Uh, so I'll tell you now. After this movie, he, he did Full Metal Jacket, and he wanted that role. He gained 60 pounds. Wow. Yep, yep. That makes sense, because he looks nothing yeah, like any different. other movie in that in Full Metal Jacket. He never looks like that, so... Yep. Um, but that's another movie that we probably can't do. What else did I remember? Willow, what did you think this movie was going to be about? I thought it'd be really cool at first. You did, because at the end of the last episode, you did say, I'm looking forward to this movie. Were you looking forward to this movie when we started it? Yeah. I mean, I hate watching movies, but I was looking forward to it. Okay. Okay, well, it'll be interesting to see what you're... What did you think it was about, you know, before we started Adventures in Babysitting. What did did that strike in you? An adventure in babysitting? (laughs) I mean, you know, the title is pretty on the nose. <laughs> or no, um, I'm not explicit. Uh, oh, exact. Yeah, it's on the nose. Yeah. Explicit, yeah, that's guess, the wrong you know, like, word. Like Never Dune. Mind. That could mean anything. <laughs> but Adventures in Babysitting is it's very specific. I, I guess you wouldn't expect like a football team to just show up and, and start doing calisthenics, right? No. No. That doesn't, and that doesn't happen. That does not happen in Dune at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in Dune. In my mind, it did when I was born. I don't know what happened in Dune, so that likely could We should happened. all just stop talking about Dune now. Uh, it's the only way to forget about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so to start right off, uh, the movie opens up with a lovely Elizabeth Shue again. Yeah. Second movie. Lizzie Shue popping back. I, yes, I wrote that. Lizzie Shue. I don't know why, but I did. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, and she is dancing to her own music. This movie loses a lot of, like, older music. I I actually, there's a, it has a lot of musical interludes. It's like scenes that are connected with music. And it is also the same song that is used in Goodfellas for that really long tracking shot when he's Weaving oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, between yeah. all the like, like the back of the restaurant with yep, uh, yep. with his girlfriend. It's the same song. Oh, okay. So I was, I was thinking, like, man, I remember that movie. That movie was great. <laughs> but, uh, uh, this movie has a very John Hughes feel to it. I was thinking the same thing, but I had to keep John reminding Hughes. it's Chris Columbus. It is Chris Columbus, which yeah. also has that kind of scene. Doesn't he, Chris Columbus and and John Hughes? They both have their sort of like raw, if you will, where they like set them in the same places. Yes. Like, Chris Columbus's stuff is always in Michigan. Yes. And uh, John Hughes is always in Ohio. It's like random Michigan. Yeah. Right. Now, Chris Columbus, he did Michigan? Gremlins, right? What? No, that was that was uh, Joe Dante. Michigan. What was the other movie that we did with Chris Columbus? Oh, oh. Goonies. That might have been right. 
We do it. We did another Chris Columbus movie. Well, how, you know what? Let's look it up. Okay. <laughs> anyway, right um, so right at the beginning, uh, so she's dancing. She's, she's dancing. getting ready to to she's go. Getting to, ready to go on a date. A big date with uh, the guy from Billy Madison. Sure. Bad guy. This guy, he's always, I don't know what his name is, he's always a bad, like, but he's always, like, a specific type of bad guy. He's always, like, a real, like, slimy bad guy. Hey, you know well, what I mean? you know, well, some people, they're really good at running bulldozers. Some people are good at being slimy bad guys. Well, no, I mean, you know, you, it's Go funny. Go strengths, Greg. We make fun of him, but yet, like, you know, people like Ben Affleck make a career out of being the same person in every single film that they're in. Oh, Paul Rudd. So, oh, I've heard Paul of Paul Rudd is the same like exact that. thing. Yeah. What's that? I've heard of people like that. They play the same role. They're called typecasts, actually. Yeah, but some people just uh, do it and are very successful. <laughs> there's a. It's gone around uh, the books, uh, Facebooks, a couple times. There's this one actor. Uh, he's a Hispanic actor. He's been in, I think it's like thirty films. He always plays Carlos. Every <laughs> that is the name of his, oh boy. That is the that name of his really character. Hard. Um, oh no, Hector. It's Hector because because his okay. name is Hector. And he always plays and Hector. And he always plays Hector. That's pretty funny. So, uh, kudos to that guy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Slimeball is driving a, a Camaro. With an awesome license plate. <laughs> yes. That says, so cool. So cool. And wow. that's so you can identify it later. Right. Because <laughs> that's the only reason that's I can think. No, that is, that is absolutely the only uh, reason. So when he comes to the door, he tells uh, poor Lizzie Shue. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. but Well, I, I, uh, I want to say that the Chris. opening where she's... Chris. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Where Chris I'm is, glad you're here, Willow. Chris is dancing and she's having a blast, and you know it's in anyone with any brains in their head. This is the obvious setup for the disappointment. Duh. You, right? That's like yes. literally. They, there's no reason for this scene to exist. No. No. Except to bring disappointment later. So, and it does a beautiful job. I, oh I yeah, no, it nails get, it. It nails it. it. It's pretty. It, I liked it, and and you know I kind of like that style of music. You know the old fifties. Um. So I liked it. Um, and then whatever his name is, bad slimy dude, uh, he shows up. Did you notice? I want to ask you both. Did either of you notice that he's wearing the exact same clothes as the picture she looks at? On no, the I didn't, and that's awesome. It's it's not even like the same jacket. It's the same shirt. <laughs> it's the same hairstyle. Like they took the photo outside, took it to a printer. Yeah. We've only like got this. Polaroid. We've got this guy for one day. <laughs> that's it. That's all we got him for. He's so he's so in demand. There's so many slimy jerks he has to play. It's 1987. Oh, oh he's gonna play a janitor. In one of those John Hughes movies. Yeah, he's gotta go. go. I totally thought we were talking about Hector still. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, how can you forget his name? It's Hector. <laughs> oh, not, not Hector. We need this guy over at a. He's gonna be a bad guy over a summer camp film with uh, two rival camps that are. Oh yeah, fighting for definitely. And he's gonna yeah. he's gonna have a girlfriend. She doesn't know what's wrong. Come back oh. to me, Donna. Oh, God. Anyway, he's he shows up. He says, I'm sorry. My little sister is sick, and I have to watch her. To which everyone but in the audience yelled, Liar! Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Lies. Very, very obviously on fire for this individual. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately is on fire. And, uh, and, then, and then he says, oh, you're upset about tonight, aren't you? <laughs> to which I thought, what tipped you off, Casanova? What could it have been? She literally could it have been what about Could you? it have been the moment you saw the happiness drain out of her face? Could that have tipped you off? <laughs> Jesus, what a jerk. 
Let's, that question just shows he doesn't actually care himself. So. And and he uses the line, girls like you only come around once, once in a, a lifetime. lifetime. So I'm going to just leave you here he, this for guy, all of eternity. He's only got a box of tools with like three <laughs> tools in them, and he's using all of them every minute of every day. But, yep. but the job gets done. She thinks like, she buys it. Fair enough. Right? Well, you know, he, he's probably one of those... Uh, I've only got duct tape, but the muffler sounds great. Yeah, you know, he's going to there. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know what that is. So then we uh, we slash cut... Uh, well, her, you know, she tells her... Her, her mom, mom comes in and says, you want to babysit, and she which, reluctantly agrees. Which She's like, no, and then her mom's like, totally like, yeah, you are going, like, bye. What happened if Chris left? Well, yeah, no Did the mom just assume... Because she doesn't call the people back and say, oh, she does that. She goes... We have a babysitting job tonight. I don't feel like a mom. No, you're doing it. What if she wasn't home? Did you now just promise these poor people that someone's going to babysit your children there and are, they're uh, never showing up? There are a few instances of, of, of these things. I, specifically later, I, I have a few things that are very much like this where I'm like, well, that just conveniently happened. <laughs> and oh, so true. By all rights of the universe, it should not have happened. No, no. So, uh, so yeah, so she's got to go over there. Uh, her friend Brenda comes over, who's a worry wart. Uh, she's got the giant glasses, bedazzled scrunchie. Yeah. Looking sweet up top. Um, and she's all frazzled. And Frazzled. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then... Uh... But she's really odd about it. And I, I only bring this up because... She ends up going to the bus station. But she makes it sound like her life is just horribly terrible. Yeah, and, it's and her, it's a very weak character. It's a real weak introduction. I don't they, I don't it's know. A, it's a bad hook to to lead to the rest of the movie is right. all it is. Yeah. I agreed. almost feel like they could have done it differently and made it just as good. Because she's right. just a bad character. Yeah, it's not I mean, you know, she has some good laughs and stuff later on in the film, but like yeah, Does she? I, I agree. <laughs> Uh, it's like one or two, maybe okay. chuckle. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we see the uh, the other people, the the, the, uh, the, family. the family there. Yeah. And that is some outfit, mom. Wow. Hey, They're well, she's ready getting, to go to a party. Getting, hey, you know when you're going out on the town, look the best that you can. <laughs> I guess. I'm pretty sure uh, I saw. Did you notice the the, the my day. pet monster I in the did, girls' room? And I even said it to Willow. And yeah. boy, does that girl love Thor, Willow. As I watched this girl, because I saw you grow up in your head, going back a little bit, do you ever remember what? loving anything as much as this girl loved Thor? No. Nothing in your life made you, like, take art classes so you could draw at, like, a Marvel Comics level <laughs> at age, like, seven to, to, to draw one thing over and over again? At no and point. An Andy Warhol-esque fit of obsession that never happened to you. I love the movie Starstruck, and I got, like, the dolls and everything when I was little, but that's as far as I went. Okay. And I watched well, the movie every day, like, twice a day, five times a day. Okay. As your father, I can assure you, nothing you did put you on some sort of scale that would require therapy to get over later in life. Because this girl is going to need therapy, especially oh, after she meets Vince and D'Onofrio. There is a world-shattering reality coming for this poor little girl. Yeah. I yeah. feel so bad for her. I feel like she's on the spectrum. Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. Well, yeah. no, that's not the way. <laughs> okay, now that we've just talked about her mental condition. The uh, the little, <laughs> the, the, the brother, what's, what's his name, Brad? 
No, Brad is the friend. No, Daryl's no, the friend. No, Brad is no, Brad's right. the Brad. kid. Okay, Brad's the Brad uh, calls Brad's for kid. a homo. <laughs> yes, he does a bunch of times. Yep, and uh, the girl in a in a nice sick like business move threatens to tell Chris about the love poems he's written. While Chris is directly behind him, unbeknownst to the brother. And this is where I wrote, I love this kid. And I, that's, that's, I point, yeah, I was like, I was like, well played. <laughs> well, well played. Maybe she's got it more together than we think. Well, you know, hey, uh, uh you know. yep, that's when, uh, Crazy so Chris shows crazy. up. Chris is 17, Brad is 14. Or 15. Fair 14, 15. I, 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 it's somewhere like that. Yeah. But, um, um, that, that was a question I had for a long chunk of the film. Until it's, I don't think it's actually revealed until like halfway through the film how old they actually are. Now, see, when I was a kid, when I watched this movie, I knew she was at least like a senior and he was like a, maybe a junior. She, I always, always felt like she was an upperclassman to him. Because he even looks a little younger than Elizabeth Shue. Now, he Elizabeth does, Shue, he does. Elizabeth Shue, I'm guessing, is not 17 when this film was made. She looks like 21 in every yeah. movie for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. She's one of those stop-aging people. That's um, weird. But I always felt that she was definitely older than him, but his infatuation was like, dude. Oh, I broke down a few oh, times that man. he really needs to be hosed down. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, I, I got nothing else that, that sums it up. And, uh, in that house, how many product placements did you guys count? Cause I corrupt. I, I, everyone is like, someone's eating Captain Crunch. Someone's eating a Nestle Crunch bar. Like, it's, but it's, it's like, it's crazy. How much did Stan Lee get for Thor? Yeah. Um, cause that's right. Now, you're right. There's lots of it, um, including, uh, some uh, macaroni, which Brad drops. Right. That's right. Because he's an idiot. Because he's so infatuated. Oh, man. We have to show it by dropping macaroni, the universal sign that someone is just so crazy infatuated. Anyway. Um, um, long story anyway. short, the parents leave. They're gone. And then uh, the the buddy comes over, Daryl. Yes, Daryl shows up. Who starts off. Now, I'll start it out right with this theory. I assume, based on everything that happens from this point forward, the movie was actually sponsored by Playboy. Oh yeah, so true. And like, to which, to which I'd like to I mean, say, I think we can both agree. Life before the internet was very difficult. It oh involved my. theft constantly. <laughs> yes, it, because, it's so funny because they kept saying I had to steal this, and that brought back it, very strong. It comes back later when he throws it out the window. Daryl's like, "Dude, that's my dad." No, and I, I, yeah, no, it's like, like because that's gone, really and you upset. can't, you can't get it back. That's it's it. impossible. You can't replace it. That's like it's it? gone. It's gone. Yeah, well, do you even understand what it's like to be in an age where if you have something today, okay, if it got thrown away by accident, it never returns again. It's gone. Yeah. You can't reclaim it. You can't order it off Amazon. Like, say one day you come home and your mom says, oh, the neighbors down the street had a fire, so I gave them your Nintendo Entertainment System and all the games, to which I said... Their house burnt down. They can't use it. Why would you do this? Uh, yeah, like, for an example. For an example. I feel like you went to the well on that one, Craig. <laughs> I really feel like Just there's... Just to the bottom. Do, we, uh, you know do you need a Thor moment? You know what, Paul? <laughs> yes. I'm going to be honest with you. I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did it. You got You got You're good. Happen? You're yeah. good. You got it. Therapy. I feel like one. I columboed that one out there. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, I felt it, it around. <laughs> now, where were you exactly when the Nintendo system went missing? Got one more question for you. Was one more question. Just hold on. Just one more question. Uh, uh, so yes. So Brad Daryl shows up. Um, 
And he's, of course, enticing Brad because he knows Brad is madly, deeply, Who doesn't secretly. know? Well, and he... Thank you, Willow. Oh, no, I Thank feel... Thank you. I feel like... I feel like love letter thing. I feel like... I'm, I'm, I'm with Will. I feel like everyone in town is like, oh, it's Brad. He's got the <laughs> thing, you know, for Chris. He's really into her. The janitor follows him with a mop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, seriously. I, I, I'm running out of water here. You gotta. Mm. But here's the thing. Right after Chris finds out that he wrote love letters, why does she not... Nip it in the bud unless she likes the attention. Oh, no. There's some weird things going on here uh, right. on both sides. Right. Both sides of the equation here. Um, but uh, the, the the Playboy mention is a running gag oh, where Elizabeth Shoe looks like Miss March. That's because it is Elizabeth Shoe. Well, of course Which it I actually is Elizabeth No, do you know? I never got that as a kid. I didn't. Oh, oh you never realized that was actually Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. It's actually her. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, oh, yeah, okay. She kind of looks like her. And then <laughs> Brenda has, uh, this is where we find out, that she's run away. And this kicks off the film, where everyone she's has 17. Walk. Walk. Well, I, I, I just love it. How'd she it. get there? Oh, I used all my money in the taxi. I used all my money for the taxi. You're an idiot. You didn't plan, like, the tiniest bit. You didn't then... call the taxi company and go, how much is it going to cost to get me to the bus station? Uh, $40. <laughs> That's all I've got. I better not go to the bus station then. Well, I've got 41, so I have to tip him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Did she not think, like, how much is a bus ticket more than $40 I'm willing to bet? Thank you. And where yes. is she going? She just said I'm at the bus station. Out of town, Gregory. I guess. I'll figure it's it out when I get SpongeBob, there. that's just, like, far, far away. And SpongeBob, uh, not SpongeBob, Squidward just gets on it and never comes back till the next episode. I'm going anywhere but here. So That's uh, it. I will say when Brenda calls to say that she's not coming back, I, I did get a charge out of that guy who's constantly showing his gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just he was that. amazing. He loves that gun. He just he's excited. Here's the thing. Yep. There's a couple different gags. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just like check it out. I got this gun. I got it. Check it. Out. He doesn't look menacing. He's just really happy. He's now, a really happy dude. We can kind of go into everything if you it, it, with Brenda. I, I don't. She's a, a, a side. I know she's got some gags in there, but. Do you kind of get that whole bus station is its own, like, biodome? Oh, yeah. Like, because everybody there is Lives in that phone station? They they either live there, they're there, that guy with the gun. Brenda is in that bus station up to 12 hours, and he's there up until yeah. the end. Oh, yeah, no, none of those people leave that bus station. What is those it? Those janitors, is robbing anybody? what kind of shifts they're pulling. But <laughs> they apparently never leave. Uh, I gotta pull another double. It's like a bizarre, like, I, I got the feeling like that bus station never really existed, or it was, like, haunted, and they were all ghosts. Oh, my God, it's a Stephen King novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, it's I'm out of this bus station! And, novel. and then it's someone's like, you can't leave the bus station. Yes. You know, it's one of those It's things. one of those things where, like... You, it's like the Hotel California. You can check out, but you can never leave. Right. That's for the older audience who actually grew up in the 80s, Willow. Because you're right. looking at me dumbfounded. That's it, a big word. It, it, it's three syllables, yeah. yeah. Glenn Frost <laughs> was alive in the 80s. He was. So. so, Willow, basically, just so you understand what we're saying is a ghost story, okay? Somebody who's living goes to this place and they interact with all these people and, oh, they learn a life lesson. And then they find out, oh! <gasps> They were all dead. That's what it's like. Oh, like in SpongeBob? I'm sure there was an episode like that. <laughs> SpongeBob had a bus, so that's the well you're going to keep going to. <laughs> okay. So, you know what, Willow? Play to your strengths. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I, so I agree. So, SpongeBob and Shrek. That's about it. Uh, 
so little then, kid has a sweet gremlin backpack. <laughs> well, I'm just jumping ahead. The, oh, uh, I said Furby, for sure. The girl, so um, Daryl uh, is waiting outside for him. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and they all decide to get in the car and head a sweet off. Sweet wood panel yes. wagon. Daryl um, blows his leverage very quickly <laughs> by agreeing to just go on the thing, uh, makes a rape joke, and then jumps right in the car. Yes, he does. Yeah, Daryl has problems. Daryl has quite a few problems. Yeah. We'll get to those. Yeah. So, we have another musical bridge while we're driving. Yep. Yes, we do. Into the deep, dark uh, city. And that's when uh, Daryl reveals the uh, the Playboy again. And Brad, he gets thrown out the window. Brad, Brad, in his sense of panic that the girl that he likes is in the front seat, quickly takes it and throws it out the window. Why can't you just tuck it underneath, like, your Dude, or something? Dude, he had his shirt just go... Put that away. Of all the places, <laughs> out the window is probably the like the one that's gonna put it up in like view of everyone, right? Yeah, no, yeah, right. He's literally holding in the rearview mirror. Now, what I'm gonna do is yeah. I'm gonna throw this this particular magazine, which has an image of the woman I love in the front seat, right, out the window. Daryl, do you agree? No, it's my dad's. I'm doing it anyway. That's right, guys. I'm what kind of person is out the window? What does that say about the father? Ah, that he really loves his Playboy. Yeah. This, that kid is scared. He's terrified because it's like my dad's going to know that it's missing. Right. He's going to know Especially I Especially when it trouble. looks like um Chris. That's well, a little creepy. We can we can get into the, the politics of this film, which I'd like to do right now. Oh. This film <laughs> is about a few things. Oh, Chief great. among them, oh. fear. That's what this film's about, Paul. What? It's about... The kids that are from suburbia, and they're going to the big, scary city. Yeah, And they're okay. terrified. That seems legit. Of the city. That's everything is terrifying to them. And they're happy when they finally get back into the suburbs. So the film is saying, hey, just stay where you're at, people. Don't try to go into the city with these scary people. You stay in the suburbs. It also represents a, a white suburban female's fear of anyone from an urban environment, specifically people that are not the same color as her. Really? Yeah, she, we'll get into that. Because what's his face? The guy who steals the car. She seems pretty like she's scared of him. Well, it's because he's stealing a car. Okay. It's like that, it's like that first scene in Crash. Look at how they cross the street. Why are they scared? They probably think we're going to rob them. Well, what are we going to do? We go rob them. Rob them. Like he's hey, robbing hey, the car. I'm I'm just saying that's how it goes, man. That's what the film's about. Okay. Our next movie is going to be. Very worrisome to touch the race card. So let's just get through this one as we can. Okay, let's do our best. Here. I haven't even said anything yet. <laughs> I know. We're waiting. The girl talks about Thor lives in a building. And I'm thinking someone who's such a big Thor fan should know where Thor lives. Actually lives. And that would be Asgard. Yep. Not really? in a building. Although, this is the 80s. I didn't read comics in the 80s. Maybe Thor did. He's always. Maybe he had a penthouse? <laughs> he had a penthouse. Vacation home? This, yeah, is yeah. Where, this is where I bring Hawk yeah. Girl. Which I say, out of all the characters, Thor? Like, that's just a weird one. Well, make. again, money. You know, who can Thor. you afford? It was probably the cheapest one. that Because nobody knew who he was Did in they the only 80s. have the comic book at the time? They did, yeah. Oh, then I don't know why. Yeah, he started in the 60s, I think. Anyway, say, if uh, was, like, she gets a flat tire. I mean, now I totally understand. So here's but... here's the first of the problems: flat tire. Now and I love Brad, where he's like, "Oh, I got some money. I got some money to fix this tire," and he pulls out fifty cents. Yeah, 
Brad, what Same are you doing? Here. Really Come sweeping on, her off her feet there, big guy. <laughs> 50 cents. What could you do? Even the okay, 80s. Okay, you, you know what? I had 20 cents. cents in my backpack yesterday. I was pretty proud. <laughs> <laughs> You're not trying to fix a flat tire. Oh, true. And uh, so a guy shows up with a tow truck. has got a hook for a hand. Hold on, hold on. My favorite part of that scene is as the tow truck comes up, if you watch, Chris literally takes the little girl and puts her in, in front, front of her. Classy move. You're real brave there, I'm using the children you. as a shield. It's it's about white suburban women in fear, Paul. <laughs> I, I'm with you now. It's boom, everything. She, She's terrified. Now remember, kids, if he starts shooting, I'll be behind the car. You wait here. You stay here. <laughs> Child soldiers, that's what you do. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So he uh, turns out he's not such a bad guy. He's going to help him out. He'll pay for the tire. He understands how bad things are. Babysitting of no nation? Yeah, babysitting of no nation. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I had to there get it There we go, out. yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and, yes. then, and then Daryl immediately asks him, did Wait, you lose your hand in Vietnam? <laughs> yes. And it turns out he lost it in an automobile accident. Yeah, and by the way, I kind of like, I mean, it seems okay. I would have asked if he lost on Neverland myself. And here, so, Good one, 2A Crocodile, yes. So here's the thing. Now, this is where it's going to start for me, and it's going to lead into as it keeps going. This is where I start feeling like they, somebody, whoever wrote this movie, sat down with a friend of his and said, let's come up with a bunch of scenes for a movie. And throw them have, together. Have zero connection yep. for why they get put together. And then at the end go, it's about Playboy. That won't sell. It's about children and a Playboy. Now we got gold. <laughs> now we got it. <laughs> we had to put we had to put those two together. Yes, yes. yes. Like Lego pieces. We can't sell a movie to Middle America <laughs> about a magazine we know everyone reads. Yeah. But when you put children in the mix <laughs> with pornographic material, it's solid gold. Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. You can just print money with this movie. Fantastic. I just fi- picture them in the... They're just they high-five each other, yeah. do a line of cocaine, and then <laughs> and then come up this with a great a filing system no. for all of the scripts that they never read. This is just... This is 100% a cocaine-fueled well, 80s film. Well, Jerry, we just won our first Oscar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now give me that bump. <laughs> it's like... Oh, man. Oh, it's just unconnected drivel. Um... And so they this is also that. one of those movies where much like there's a whole bunch of movies that are in this kind of vein of like literally the simplest task is taking up the entire film. Like like gravity yeah. was really guilty. It's almost like if oh, the movie okay. was like you're trying to go get a sandwich and you stand up and you just got like shot in the leg randomly and you <laughs> yes. fell over and you're like it's okay. I got these two and hands, hands here. I'm just going to put the hands on the ground, and I'm just going to push myself up, and then your arm just breaks <laughs> off, and you're like, that's all right, I've got my other hand, this is fine, everything is fine, and then an alligator like just wanders <laughs> in and rips it off, and you're like, I still got my other leg here, Not, nope, that's okay, I'm bleeding profusely, I'm, I'm probably going to... The ceiling up. falls, this is fine. Yeah, and the smashes your leg, collapses it. Yes. It's just ridiculous. Uh, and then someone just walks over with a sandwich. Now, Will, are you going to say something? I'm sorry. Huh? Are you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. So, and then somebody walks over with a sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. Enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so, a sandwich. So it turns out, tow truck driver guy, his wife is because, uh, living it up with another dude. Because for a PG movie in which there is a seven year old who idolizes Thor, what we needed is a little drop of infidelity. Marital infidelity, <laughs> yes. When you're making. The soup that is a children's romp through the city. A little bit of adultery goes a long way. 
And uh, so he pulls the out. The wife a, is cheating on the husband. He pulls oh, out, okay. pulls out a gun and starts blasting away. Oh, it's the tow truck driver. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, when he totally goes, lost he takes out half the block. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so and then he starts shooting. Uh, Me gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kids hightail it to a car, which is in the process of being carjacked by... Uh, I a friendly the, car thief. I believe the guitarist from King's X. <laughs> is that his name? No, but he looks oh, very okay. similar. To, I believe Ty Tabor is his name. Very similar in my mind. Uh, oh, his name is Ty. Right? It cannot be the same guy. That would be crazy. Guys, Alliance. Oh, no, never mind. That's a, okay. that, a note that got clipped. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Um, and then so they anyway, start telling them their names. It's like, why would you do that? Better question. They jump in a car. It's not running. What was their intention? I think they were And why did they all get in the back seat? <laughs> That's another good question. What's that? Why did they all get in the back seat? Now, this guy. <laughs> Even Chris got in the back. You're, no, like, you're, oh, right. you're right. You're right. You absolutely right. would have gotten in the driver's side. You're absolutely right. And now, this, Never guy, mind. this guy knows how to hotwire a car, <laughs> unlike Kyle Reese. This guy can hotwire a car in 10 Three seconds. Three seconds. Boom. Done. And no traumatic flashback. No, none. Yeah. Didn't pass out immediately after hotwiring cars. That was fine. That was a highlight from the last episode. Uh, so off, off they go. He says, come with me. I've got some business. Everyone in this film, very cordial in the city. All the scary people, they're very, very nice. Well, it kind of, through this it, point in the film. But it goes to your but point. But all the nice people become really scary. But it really goes scary. to your point. The city is not as scary as you think. Even right. when a guy is carjacking you, he may very well be He's like your best friend later. So they, they. But he doesn't. No. So. They drive right into the garage where, uh, Brad, what an ambassador that guy is. Uh, hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, just to <laughs> well, I'm just going to sweet talk my way yeah. through here. I don't know what he was thinking was happening. Do you notice one of the guys had an Eat the Rich t-shirt? Yes. yes. <laughs> they were all so good. Um, and obviously the best way to protect uh, your business when people drive in is to just grind off as much metal into the doorway <laughs> right. as yes, possible. I know. <laughs> I was, I was really hoping there'd be a it. flash dance uh, crossover, but no, no such luck. There was just a, just just a fat guy in, in tidy whiteies. I, I got an eat the rich shirt. Uh, you know, it's okay. I, I guess I, that's what I go with. That's fine. Ha- Harold, 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 pl- put your shirt on, yeah. please. No, look, I got this this rig where I pull the thing and the water comes down. Oh God, it's hot oil! Oh God, it's hot oil! <laughs> put the hot oil in there, <laughs> Harold. Harold, I told you this was gonna happen. Yeah, uh, so then we got some. Bookies, uh, what? They're mobsters. I mobsters. Mean, they're, they're just, they're mobsters. That cheap suit kind of thing. And um, they they tell the kids go wait in the office. Go in the office, and then uh, now hold on because there is a very subtle joke in this that I thought was very funny. Oh, where they say take the Brady Bunch upstairs. The next scene is Brenda at the bus station, and you can hear the theme from the Brady Bunch coming out of the television that she's watching. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It was really subtle, because I, I wrote down that stupid Brady Bunch comment actually pays off. Oh, yeah, okay. It was very, very funny. Oh, I did like that scene because it had individual TVs, but they were yes. gigantic Yeah, I remember TVs. them being much smaller. I wish those were at the airport. I don't even remember How much more you remember the pay TVs? No, yeah. but you know what? I don't remember going to, like, bus stations or, or, like, I mean, we definitely didn't fly when I was a kid, so. Yeah. I don't remember sitting really? in a place like that. Yes, dear. I love planes. It's really weird. Yeah. No, go on. Awkward silence. No, go with that thought. I, I, I thought we were going to keep going. I love planes because of something. I just, no, I, I, thought I, more I just that, love I planes. And I remember once this guy gave me his breakfast after chatting on the entire flight. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Free breakfast. I was like six. It was good. We were going to California. It was good. I know you've never been past Maine until you met Mom. Past Maine? Or not Maine. Past Connecticut. Except for that time when I went to New York. You went to New York? Congratulations. You made that sound much worse. (laughs) That's pretty sick burn, Paul. Didn't it come across like a, well, isn't that nice for you leaving your life? Yeah. (laughs) Your country life. That was, that was, that That was was very, very. (laughs) Well, who's a babe? Who's a babe big in the big, who's a babe the pig in the big city? Yeah. Did you want to venture kind of similar to this one, or? No, it was very easy. We got there, came back. We, we had some McDonald's. It was fantastic. It was, it oh, was McDonald's. Curiously simple compared to what this film portrayed as a couple of suburbanites trying to get into the yeah. big bad so, city. So, like, what suburban do they live next to which city? I'm so confused. I think this is Chicago. Or, well, I thought this was in Michigan. Do you know what's really funny? I thought so Buffalo was Detroit? in Chicago. It's in New York. I don't know what big city would be in Michigan. It, it well, Detroit, Michigan. It's the only one, I guess. Well, maybe to them a big city is like maybe just like the capital. Flint was a lot of. I don't think I don't think Flint was a part of. I don't know. You guys are like getting lost. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we really are babbling on. So Brenda loses her glasses. That's really important because it gags for the next couple of scenes. I don't know why she's in it until they hang her up. I don't. Daryl, on the other hand, whilst up in the office, finds the same Playboy that was thrown out the window and decides, oh. The odds of this happening, zero. I'll just grab this and off I go. Yep. Uh, because you know what? When I was a young boy, freely at hand at every beck and turn was a Playboy. I got a job. At no point did it require some sort of escape from Alcatraz. like Yeah. <laughs> like or dance. finding them in a tree fort somewhere in the woods. Yeah. I got a job I'm just going to squint weirdly at you. Yeah. Hope the audience understands what I'm squinting at. (laughs) I got a job at my uncle's garage when I was a kid. Yeah. I say kid. I was probably 12 or 13 years old. There was Playboy magazines all over that place. Just everywhere. Yeah. So when I saw them in this, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's true to form. Oh, okay. Got to be at least one. At least one. But why would it be that one? And more importantly, the next scene. guess it was March. He wrote all... Of his notes. Notes. Couldn't find a steno pad, bro. How right. about... Well, you know, that goes to my theory that these mobsters are aliens. <laughs> because they don't understand anything for, like, social um, structure or how people interact with each other. It's just the most, like, awkward... It's like a, it's like an alien pretending to be a person. Like, oh, they write on paper. This is paper. I'm going to write on this paper. Maybe he was looking at the playboy and he's like, oh, I should probably take notes now. <laughs> right. That's not bad either, but... Uh, like when you get caught at school reading like a circus no, magazine. No, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just writing notes here. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, sorry. A circus is a rock magazine that never doesn't exist anymore. Oh, um, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, okay. No, wait, that's Lifestyle magazine. Wow! Not even in the same department store. I wasn't scholastic. I forget which oh, one. Oh gosh, we've comics. gone further. <laughs> it's on the gas station. I'm just, I'm, I'm sad now. You should I'm be sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, where are we at here? Uh, they decide to, they decide to sneak over a beam to get out of a, um, to get out a uh, roof access. They figure. Yes, they, they go out and then they get into a jazz room. Where everybody... Well, it's not jazz, it's blues, my friend. Blues. Here we go. Has to play the blues. So, uh, 
Yeah, it turns out so the mob guys don't like having their things <laughs> stolen. And they're very, very, very motivated to get them back. Um, so, yes. they head into, yes, an, an all-black blues club uh, to emphasize how white and out of place they are. And um, really? nobody, Paul, oh. nobody leaves that club without singing the blues. So, like, what if they're down to, like, two people? It's like, I've heard so much, you can just leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently they just love the blues, Willow, and I have a theory. I have a theory on why they do this. Oh, I thought they were just being racist. No, no. You're you're kind of close. You're kind of close. You're kind of close. Oh, here we go. No. Only white people have to sing the blues because they yes. can't leave? No, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. I put a lot of thought into this, Paul. Okay, I put a lot of thought. Much. Okay. I, he's we all know. Me. We all know. White people in the blues never mix. They do not mix. Unless you're Hearts. stealing the blues. At first I thought... This crowd is very easy. They're winning them over immediately. These these plucky kids from the suburb who are just trying to make the best of a bad situation, you know? They're deciding they're gonna sing the blues, she's man. A sure. And they and they're great. No, no. This is a powerful message of white appropriation, Paul. And the black people are getting back at them. And they're saying, Now, now we will subjugate you, and you will sing the blues, white people, while we are in charge. That's what this scene is really about, Paul. Really? Because I thought it was about, we've gotten halfway through the movie, and if you were, fell asleep, we're going to recant everything we've gone through up till this point. Well, you, that's also true. Okay. Because Cause that's what I, I felt. I just want to know, again, I picture two very white people doing cocaine, <laughs> writing this scene. Just like, no, no, it's a good, the wall. They're going to have be, a message. They're gonna, what? They're going to be in the club. They're going to sing. They're going to be so great. They're going to the blues. And everyone's going to love it. It's going to be fantastic. It, no, it's. I, that was the, but but, yeah. but but Jerry, we don't know anything about the blues. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Just I, I listen to polka music. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This will test very well with the blacks. I, I guarantee you. Are you sure? You say that a little harsh. I'm just maybe I gotta do some more cocaine. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, this is the Reagan years. <laughs> I will say. Oh, so of course they sing and everybody's happy. Everybody's fantastic. They. Leave. I don't know why she's a really bad singer. Those. Oh, so, God, but, so then so the mobster comes in and they say, "Hey, nobody leaves without singing the blues." I want to see the Mobsters Blues song. Oh my god, That's you're so right. what yeah. I wanted to see. Like, you know, da 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 I, I, I lost my Playboy. I lost my Playboy magazine. Do 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 do. It had I all my wrote, bookies in there. I wrote stuff on my Playboy magazine. Do 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 do. I'm going to lose millions if I don't get that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My family's probably going to be murdered brutally if I don't get it back. You know, <laughs> I'm an alien from outer space. Look at my face. It's, I don't understand emotion. You know, and on and on and on, and on it goes. And on it goes. Yeah. I really want that scene. I want that scene. Can we and they all cheer at the end. And no, and they love it. It's fantastic because you know, once again, the white man has been subjugated, and it's it's a role reversal. I get. Yeah, I I can't argue. It's I do like the idea of seeing their blue scene. Uh, okay, so let's uh, speed it up a little bit. Brenda sees a rat. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one of the greatest. Why would there be no, a no, buddy no, no, no. in there? We're past Brenda. We're at. <laughs> okay, good. We're at where the um the the gang, as I will officially call them, <laughs> they're walking around, and uh, and Brad is like, "Hey, you know what? You know what? I just you deserve better than that jerk boyfriend of yours. You know, like maybe like me." And she laughs. Yes. And I just wrote. This hits kind of close to home because the last thing a guy wants to hear when he says something like that 
is laughter. <laughs> Dead silence? Way better. Well, I'd say 100% better. Laughter? No. Let me tell you, though, no, no. does it discourage this kid? Well, because um, he's got two more scenes of... He doesn't give up. Yes. And uh, this yeah. is when they jump on the train. And uh, we think what's about to happen... Uh, the scene you're talking about is, is is after the train and and the one stitch. And I only bring it up because when they get on the train with the two groups, I always... I saw the willow. I go. I think it's a flash mob. That well, see, no, that that the scene instead, it's scene. just a mob who's going to attack each other. Yeah, no, but they definitely have a a West Side Story vibe about them. Like you couldn't join that gang. So I feel like yeah, I've been nice reading the wrong West Side Story. I thought it was about from, like, a crazy Juilliard school. Or um, it it's also going to be our stinger. Huh. I know it's a curse word, but it's too good. Oh yeah, don't f with the babysitter. Yeah, yeah. so good. So yeah, no. This this is. I gotta like something in this movie. This is a this is a <laughs> classic move of uh, of uh, of again. What uh, what do white suburban women fear? Minorities who are in gangs on trains. It's just it's again. It's yeah, but they have a sweet, sweet. They do have a blade. sweet switchblade. To which to which I actually wrote after they leave the train. She throws the switchblade away. I'm like don't throw don't throw that switchblade away. Thank you. Same thing. Don't throw that Same away. Yep. Daryl should have gone back and picked it up and like put it in his boot or he, something. He takes everything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what it was? If it was one of those ones where if you tipped it, the top of the woman came off. <laughs> and if you tipped it back, it stayed. I, 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 Daryl would have been all over this. It's just hitting me that Daryl is living his life like he's in a point and click adventure. He's just taking everything that is not nailed down. Yes. And there is something funny with that Playboy. They they fold it in half and stick it in the girl's backpack, but it is clearly visible. Yeah. Not one person is like, that eight-year-old girl <laughs> yes. has a Playboy in her backpack. Yes. Not well, like clearly an old it's one. Everywhere. It's, it's, it's this month. It's... That's odd. Clearly it's Not everywhere. It doesn't matter. She could be holding it for her parents. Well, okay. How is that any better? <laughs> Why did the gang? That's like putting no, no. That's like putting you outside on a street corner with a bag full of dope, and you're just standing there. And <laughs> the cop goes by and goes, "Oh, that's interesting. What are you doing? I'm just holding it for my parents. Fair enough." And then walks along. <laughs> <The> story checks <laughs> out. <laughs> it's, just, it's not better. It's just nice try, Willow. <laughs> now I, I want now Willow. Why did that gang let them go? Why did both gangs let them go? Because hey. they were ready to go to town. You don't have with the babysitter. I yeah. thought it was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Duh. All right. All right. Okay. Fine. Okay. Duh. Hospital. Uh, they blah, accidentally blah. tell them the kid's dead. Oh, he's not dead. He's he's fine. Hospital um, station. It's like a police station and a hospital. Yep. And then um, uh, then we have uh, oh, the uh, frat party. Anyway, they go to the front. Daryl runs off to a kegger where we have more white people singing. You know, like, technically she's not responsible for Daryl. Daryl can go do whatever Daryl wants. I was with you on that. It's true. I would have turned around and gone, good, one less thing to worry about. Yeah. And Uh, by the way, throw the Playboy at him. Now the mobsters are after Daryl. Yeah. Problem solves itself. Problem is now been officially solved. Except Um, for the whole ride thing. um, Daryl is, uh... Oh, oh, everyone thinks Chris is Miss March. And then you have random white knight show up and say... Ah, that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Can we talk about this guy? Ah, if we must. There is... No. There's something that that, that he's not right. I have a great revelation What gave you that idea? But there is something not right about this guy. He's a little too good. He's a little too nice. He's too good. Uh, honestly, this whole scene was such a throwaway for me. I, now, do you feel like much like 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 Pretty in Pink, where when they screened the original 
ending of the film and everyone lost their minds and said, no, 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 she can't, she can't end up with the Dr. nerd. Yeah. She's got to go with the rich guy. I feel like this guy was like added in real late because he shows up late in the film. We're, we're like halfway through the film when he shows up. Does he even get a name? No, I think they just I don't really. Think he does. No, I think they just really wanted to have a gag where the kid goes to a kegger and they were like, "Well, what should happen there? I don't know. Chris meets a guy. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. guy. Pain yeah. right now. <laughs> sweet, sweet lady creativity. <laughs> what are you bringing me today? Listen, I'm just riding this white dragon till we get to the end. <laughs> the '80s are literally never going to end. This is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's a classic nerd. I kept calling him Paul Rudd because that's what he looks. He like. He looks a lot like Paul. Rudd. Um, yeah, he's a white knight. He comes in. Absolutely. I, I, I'm totally with you. Chris has the jerk boyfriend, which we're about to find out. But you're right. There has to be some sort of... She can't get with Brad. Brad's too young. Like They established that. pretty. There's a gag with him, but it's pretty obvious he's not going to get her. And so the whole thing is when we get to the next scene where she finds out that her boyfriend's a, a dinkus, you know, now you're yeah. like, oh... Sweater vest is totally gonna get her. Yeah. Now, um, Daryl. Yeah. And during during this this kegger is um, very 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 attractive to this one very drunk woman. And I think we can agree everyone is wrong in this scenario. <laughs> yes. It's all. It's everyone is wrong. Everybody is. I would clearly. Just, I would love to have had the court proceedings just read. <laughs> I'd love to be in that. Just you know, how do we? You know, how do you plead? I pl- everyone's guilty. Every person is guilty. Yes. Everyone. Uh, Anywho. Anyway, thank you. Anywho. But um, I love I love the scene where Sweater Vest goes, "Hey, do you want to dance?" And it's just, you know, yeah, I want to dance. I should probably be, uh, you know, paying attention to where these children are at a college party. But let's let's a dance girl. for a while. Wait. I gotta go use the bathroom. Yeah, eh. lines right over there. Good. What could go. go wrong? There's massive amounts of liquor and no responsibility. I hope this doesn't turn out poor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they get to the end of that. Um, we get out. Now, did you notice that uh, that, that sweater vest uh, clowny over there? Uh, he says, "Hey, you know what? I think you're doing a great job babysitting. You, you met her five minutes ago, buddy. How do you know? You don't know anything." Well, clearly they're there. Right, right. How is she doing a good job? She just brought I, three under his shoulder to a kegger. I would say categorically, bad job. You are right. the worst. Dare, dare I say, dare I say, the worst job. <laughs> because I was babysat many a times. I was locked in a closet. I was never once left at a kegger to fend for myself. Yeah. I think the worst we ever had was a babysitter invited her friend over once. Nothing happened. They watched television. It was very boring. We were watched. We by... went to Dairy Queen. <laughs> this will be very. This will be much more interesting to my parents who never believed me. Oh boy! Uh, so we had. Ooh. We were babysat by this. Actually, she was more kind of like the babysitter from Don't Tell Mom. The babysitter's oh, dad, which, which also stars Brad Keith Coogan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Why? But she was this older woman, and she had, like, nine kids, and she lived in our apartment complex, and my parents, I don't know, somehow connived her into watching us. She absolutely, and my brothers, my brother Joe, I know listens to this podcast, please, you need to back me up on this. She would lock us in the closet. She refused to feed us. If we were brought any toys or books, we were not allowed to use them. We just sat in her living room for four hours straight. 
doing nothing. Once I was babysat by this lady <laughs> who didn't know how to that make is pasta. Awful. Yes, the closet was the worst one because that was that was if uh, can I play with my coloring book? You go into the closet. Jesus. Yes. See, when I was little, I remember I was babysat by this one person. She didn't know how to make pasta, and that's when my mom, like, set up for her to feed me. So she oh, gave me, like, the pot, like, the, like, was in the pot of pasta, unstrained, and it was, like, an inch thick, probably, and it was, like, stiff, and I was given a fork and, like, the sauce on top, and I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I ate anything at that age, and I wouldn't even eat it. It was so weird. Yeah, I didn't even remember this story until she weird. started telling me that. However... Yeah, it does sound like she me made it. better pasta than Brad. Yeah, Brad, uh, pasta. <laughs> He's <was> awful. <laughs> very loud. To get us back in the movie. You know what? He made it. He made it well, but then he dumped it on the floor. That's true. Uh, so we can get right to Thor. Um, well, uh, Sweater Vest says, I'll drive you there and I'll give you the 50 bucks. Yes. And he winds up with 45. Yes. Line number one, Sweater Vest, we're counting. Yep. All eyes are on you, That's sir. That's it. Uh, so as we walk in, um, Vincent D'Onofrio plays Thor. Now, here's my question to you two. What was he doing at the top of that car lift? Waiting to make an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other reason why he'd be up there. How long was he up there? Because he's just there with a, with a ball-peen hammer waiting. And by the way, the, the trigger to operate Maybe there's things, an airplane They're up on there. the ground. And um, What is that making you, an airplane? They needed to replace that he's windshield. He's just like fixing some stuff. Yeah. Windshields need to sit for a while. I mean, nowadays, I, they don't. They can You can drive them hours later. But I know, in I the know. 80s, you had to... It took like overnight. It was a... It was a and they're just like, oh yeah, here's a car. Oh, no, no, no. So, I, and I, I love before Sweater Vest, again, I'm, I'm not letting this guy go. Apparently. He says... You love him. Oh, you want me to, you want me, you want me to wait around? No, 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 no. Don't wait around. Night's been going so great. <laughs> you know just, what? Just get out Why of here. Why would you let him what go? What could go wrong? He, he was the, guy with the only good character. Uh, we met a carjacker, uh, which led us to... The mob is What's the mob? still after who's, us. Who's still after us? Um, oh, yeah, we what should probably point out the mob has falling Because at the end of this, um, so they get out, they get the car. Um, there's a great exchange with Thor, which is our opening clip. Because um, I think it is... I, I think I was... Wasn't sure what to use, but when he says, "Hey kid, I have one of these at home," it's pretty rad. I, I I was like, you know what? For that kid, um, to give up her when she's her helmet when she's taking her daily meds, she will say, "But he gave me his helmet," yep. and then and then sleep over and over and over again, or daily while slamming her head into the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. daily. Anyway, so they come out and they see what Willow. What do they see while they're driving? I don't know. I'm Stick with us. I'm confused. Uh, I don't know. A license plate that says. Oh, the the cool. So cool. So cool. That's they went to is. Le Pot Blue. <laughs> is that what it is? The restaurant. Okay. Oh yeah, because then I have Daryl the Redeemer. Revealed. <laughs> revealed to be a den of cheaters, Le Pot Blue. <laughs> yes. Um. Who, by the way, is just willing to let willy nilly kids wander on through? That Mater D should be fired. Yes. You're terrible. Yes. You are awful, Major D. Confrontation. Uh, yes. She hey, confronts the boyfriend. We're gonna talk to you, pal, yep. for being so bad. And this was just cringeworthy. It's a little, it was so I can hit you, but I'm not gonna But then then the then the, the friend is like, Oh, I will and he pushes yeah. him. That's great. I thought <laughs> no, it was, it was like, fantastic. So then they go to uh yeah. as they come out the little girls wandered Sarah away. Sarah's wandered off because she saw a toy store. Yeah. And Same. she's very interested in the mall. Been following them, chases her. How far does 
based on perspective. Oh, that's like miles away. Am I wrong? Miles away. Miles. Miles Once between again, where they are and where that building is that she sees. At least. Very at far least in the distance. No. 20 to 30 blocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, she that's a good hide, 10 minute drive, let alone what it is on, it. on foot. She hightails it, somehow makes it there. We'll believe that, sure. Uh, she gets there and then she takes the elevator to the only unfinished floor in the building. Because that's the, that's a child's instinct. Yeah, well, no. It, the, the instinct is you when you gotta go, you gotta go die hard. Yeah, oh. and you gotta go up to the top floor yes. where it's not finished. Yes, actually, I think die hard came out the year after this film was made, but that's okay. Good enough. She gets to the top. She's being chased by the bad guys. She um, winds up on the outside of the skyscraper. Clearly, she's she's just where a death wish waiting to happen. From? She is suicidal. Yeah. Uh, again, oh, she already met her hero. She's not on her. Yeah. Oh, Willow's right. <laughs> it's all. She knows it's all downhill. Oh, Willow. Good call. Willow. Because wow. here's the thing. When she leaves, I I want honestly, Willow. You more than anybody. I want to know. You're on the top of a skyscraper. You're being chased by the mob. You exit the skyscraper out onto the glass ledge. What do you think? happens next in the scenario where you get away you fall that's the best way to get away yeah fall <laughs> they definitely don't death. get you <laughs> that willow that's exactly what i was thinking the only game plan after i'm out on a glass ceiling is i fall to my death yeah this this is one of those classic, you know they're not gonna let the kid fall because she's eight and it's not that kind of movie Aww. it's, it's would have been a good movie though. it's cheap tension the parents just watch her and go ah um, well, the parents are oblivious anyway. Now, one thing I will say that I thought was very, very funny is um, the guy, the mobster, climbs out after her, and then the gang shows Why? up. They put the rope down and pull the girl up. Yeah. And then the um, the carjacker is like, oh, hey, you know, they just want the magazine. There's notes in it, you know. And then they go, oh, well, Why wait, didn't you okay. tell them earlier? What, what about the mobster? And they're like, <laughs> let's leave him out there and let him sweat it off. And they all laugh. <laughs> yeah. and he just needs like, to burn a few cows. You guys, this isn't funny. Like... <laughs> Your accessories to murder, like, this isn't funny. You're all like, ah, human life has no meaning. Like, what? Guys, this isn't a joke. Come on. Playboy is life, and that's all I have. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, man, what kind of weird cult are they starting? I don't know. Anyway, so the, the, the carjacker uh, punches the mobster in the face because he says he's going to kill the kids. And uh, Everyone's off blind. they go home. They go home. Yeah. After and, everyone's um, blind. They, they, of course, see the parents on the ride home. They have to drive faster home. Yep. And uh, she's cleaning up really fast. Puts peanut butter in the fridge. You don't put peanut butter in the no, fridge. No, you don't. It does not go in the fridge. Growing up, my parents always put peanut butter in the fridge. My wife saw me do it one day, and she goes, why are you putting that in the fridge? <laughs> and I had never thought about it. And I was like, I have no idea why I put this in the I fridge. I think I've done that before. I don't There's know no reason to. I don't eat peanut butter, so I guess it's I don't care. It's just peanuts that have been crumpled. You don't put peanuts in the fridge. I don't know. What is what is wrong with my parents? What is wrong with you? Is why that... would you give my Nintendo away? <laughs> why? But they actually did that. <laughs> oh, that's a true... Yes, Willow, that's a true story. Oh, my God, an hour later and you're just catching <laughs> oh, up to pay <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> best setup hit ever. <laughs> Greg is a tomato. Oh Willow is God. going down too. <laughs> <laughs> We've made catch up. 
<laughs> oh my god. You can make, no, well, make ketchup, yes. Oh, okay. Well, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, sweater vest needs a babysitter. So now hold on, up. hold on. Um, here, I was very stalker. Here is where it all comes together because he is showing up at somebody's house at like one in the morning. He doesn't Rando. know. He doesn't know who they are, where they live. He doesn't know any of this stuff. Okay. And then he says, "Hey, I was looking to hire a babysitter," and she's like, "Oh, I'm tired." He says, "Who?" And he's like, oh, "It's for me." Boom. He's an adult baby. Nailed it. Self-admitted, it all makes sense. I was gonna say... He's a creepy, creepy adult baby, Paul. I was gonna say... It's better than the reality, but... (laughs) Is it, though? The reality that he's just a creepo that stalks some woman and is hoping that she'll still go out with him? Yeah. It's a better scenario. Probably, the, uh, yeah. the other one ends with her in some sort of unmarked grave in pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... What's up, Will? I was gonna say, so like, she's not okay with Brad, but I'm pretty sure Brad and Sweater Vest are the same distance apart in age from her. Yeah, like, that's what? the other thing, is this guy is in college and she's 17. You now, always date up, you never date down. Well, and, and as as we talk about in our weekly the, um, statutory rate walk comments, um, he's probably, what, 18 or 19? I would say probably 19. Okay, I so, mean, and but it states give she it is 17. It's the only age that's actually given. However, I did write immediately as they fall into each other's arms. Brad slowly drew the shade and then committed suicide. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Completely. He he, he was sharpening the knives going, laugh at me, will you? Oh, I'll show everybody. No one's going to be laughing when I'm done. That's that's how the film should have ended. No, I just picture he slowly let that shade down. When you laugh at somebody like that. They don't laugh back, Paul. No, I, I picture Brad slowly letting that go, turning around, picking up the belt, and as the scene fades, he walks into the closet. Yeah. Okay. That too. So we really uh, made the, yeah. really ended this movie on a down note, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think... Well, we already made ketchup, so... If you look at the film from Brad's perspective, <laughs> it is a harrowing tale of heartbreaking disappointment. Yes. Growing up and realizing oh. life isn't about getting what you want. It's about wanting things you can't ever have. Unless you're and they're college. constantly in your face being enjoyed by other, other people. people. Yes. Apparently, you just go to college and wait for some random babysitter to show up. Or you go to college and wait for some random woman who's really dissatisfied with her boyfriend and horribly drunk, I guess? I don't know. Anyway. You heard nothing. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the ultimate story here, I think, is, uh, is hey, white people, stay in the suburbs until straight from your comfort zone. Sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> was this film rad? Was this rad and is this rad? Uh, was this rad? Yes. Uh, when I was yeah. a kid, I definitely watched this multiple times. I definitely thought, man, I wish I had a babysitter who took me to the city and I met Thor and I got on all these wacky adventures and I got to look at a Playboy. Uh, One of those yes. came true. Yeah, I grew up and went to the city. Yeah. Good cover. <laughs> that was great. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's, that was good save. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, um, is this is this film rad? No. No, it's horrible. I mean, watch it. Watch it once. Just so you know what we're talking about. But... Would I ever watch this? Would I tell anybody to watch it? Would I say it's a good movie? No, it's a train wreck that just kind of ambles through joke after joke. And, and they're not even a friend that just annoyed me. That rat thing. The whole reason I skipped that is just, she's like, oh, it's a kitty. Why? Why? A Why would it be a man, cat? A homeless man lives 
so in a telephone booth. So does a lady that stole your glasses. glasses. Why would a friendly cat that you could pick up be meandering through this hellhole? With a guy with a gun that just And smirks. a guy with a gun. He probably would have already ate it if it was a... Well, I, I mean, is, is Brenda some kind of, like, high-level ranger who can just, like, <laughs> coax a rat? I've, I've seen rats. They run from people. They know not to go near people. Unless it's a baby in a crib and then they're going to eat it. We all know that. But, okay, if it's not a baby in a crib, they're going to run away Can you, like, feel that it's a rat and not a cat? I mean, yeah, how big tail, is this rat? The well, they, they also anyway. say it should be a sewer rat. That is a very clean rat. Yeah. Well, sewer rat being a general term for this size. And then she runs off with it. It's like, why yeah, did you throw it Yeah, she doesn't throw down? it away. She holds onto it and runs off screen. Well, she loves it. I, I, yeah, I guess. Awkward. I mean, now she's committed. Anyway. Um, now, Gregory. This, Gregory. This, this, this film was a film that I didn't see till I was a lot older. It somehow escaped me through, I think, uh, oh. my younger years. That's I think I was like maybe 10 or 12, maybe. I don't know. It's okay. It was a while away. You were 30. Uh, no, I was not there. <laughs> okay. um, and I remember thinking that this this film uh, was it was rad. It had an air about it. I remember in the eighties, it, it fell into the John Hughes feel. So I think that's yeah. kind of a bit. Of uh, was this film rad? I don't think I hated this film as much as you did, but it is not rad. Um, it is a mess. Parts of this movie are very very funny. I mean, and I'm I'm talking very specific parts. Yeah. Um, but overall, no, no, no. I I. Don't necessarily think it's a bad film. Like, like, oh, it's so bad. It's just, it's like a solid five. I just really don't care about it one way or the other. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, Willow. Now, we know three rads is something specific. I don't want to jinx it. So, you've been doing this thing where if we both say something, you're the third wheel. How does this one turn out? Willow, is this rad? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <coughs> Yep, choking, yep, choked that's to what death. I was yeah, say. I would be choked over this, choked up over this movie as well. So I think it's pretty good, but I don't think it's rad per se. Really? What yeah. about it puts it in the not rad category? Yeah, we gotta, we need some. <laughs> is there any one thing that tipped it? Yeah, there, like how, part? just like how the entire storyline, and then they kept throwing in that Brenda. I was like, please, we're done with Brenda. All she's there is for the hook and the ending. That's all we needed. I really hated that. And then there's also Brad, and he is just irritating the entire time. I was like, just give up. Everyone already knows. Just give up. Yep. She would have gotten around the circle if she really liked you. Come on. She would have gotten around the circle. <laughs> yeah, she would have came around eventually when they, you know. Okay, well, three, we three not rads is a dar. Yeah. Now we call Doondar. Is the, do we really think this is dar just because it's three bad rads? It's not rad. I'm okay I'm okay with it. I didn't like the film at all, so. Remember, it's not a, it, it has to happen organically. Okay. And it did. So, we have, uh, for you loyal listeners who have been listening a long time, if you, if you go back and listen to Dune, you'll know that. <laughs> Just skip to uh, the end. Willow categorized that movie as a, a new type of rad, which is Dar, which is rad backwards, obviously. If you didn't know. I didn't know that when I was looking at my notes. I was like, why did I write that? But then I figured it out. So. Uh, so, that is, Four films that all three of us call not rad. That is an achievement, if, if I were to say so. Um, Greg, what's the next movie we're doing that may or may not be Dar? Big Trouble in Little China. Another Carpenter third, film. N- a third one. Man, you'd almost think we like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And we haven't even done his best movie yet. No. What is it? The <laughs> Thing. It's actually called The Thing? The That's thing. really cool. It's technically called John Carpenter's The Thing, but whatever. Yes, yeah. The Thing. So we got Big Trouble in Little China next week. Please go to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Start following all three of those. We are posting some unique content on Twitter and Instagram. If you can, please go onto our uh, our our actual website. This was rad.podbean.com. In the upper corner, you're going to see a green button called Become a Patron. I know we're a small podcast. We're just starting out. We're not, you know, hundreds of thousands of da- downloads and stuff like that. But we do just want to, you know, because we are small, uh, we want to make sure that we can continue doing this for you guys. And uh, if you could, just go there, click the button. You can donate a dollar, one dollar a month. That's it. You probably pay more to look at somebody and say, no, I don't want coffee. Um, so if you could just help us out, put that in the pity, pity Wait, why bank. would you not want coffee? It, it, it was a bad joke I, um, that landed nowhere. Yeah. But okay. thanks for pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shine a light on that. Um, I do. Let's just put a highlight reel of things Paul says that aren't funny. I would love a supercut of that. That'd be amazing. Um, Same. We only have a one-hour podcast. A whole right? episode due to those. No. Um, yes. I, I, I will say, since we have a, a silence before I just said that, so we can cut this out. Um, I have listener stories for the last podcast we did for the Terminator. Oh, you do? Listener I do. Our, our patron, Mr. Vibbs, has a story oh, by the Terminator. Way, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. We almost forget to say thank you to our oh, patron. Oh, we never forget. Um, fellow by the way, goon, Mr. Vibbs. Come on. Uh, hold on. Uh, he, he actually IM'd me to let me know the way you say his name. And, sir, I'm doing this as best I can, so please bear with me. It's actually Bieberstein. Bieberstein. So if I were to guess, his name is Biebs. Okay. Which, by the way, I'm okay with saying. I am. I, I, I <laughs> hope you Justin that Bieber. Right. Because uh, correct it. Correct me if again if it's wrong. Um, but thank you so much. Uh, we're supposed to say your name at, uh, on every podcast, and almost didn't do it because uh, we just get so rolling into my non jokes. So he uh, he he, he <laughs> had a, so a very, many. Uh, I thought a very funny story about the Terminator. Please. And so here it is. It is uh, I have a very awkward memory about this movie. I first watched this movie on TV, ignorant of the fact that they edit movies for television. So imagine, not so many years later, still a kid seeing a whole lot more of Linda Hamilton than I expected. What about the actual Terminator? I I sympathize, because as we were watching the movie, I think I said it's during the podcast, but I did. I asked my wife, who liked the movie a little bit more than I did, if there was nudity in the movie. And all I could think of was Schwarzenegger's behind I completely forgot yeah. that, oh, that's right, Kyle Reese has to make his father. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Or uh, his son. His son. What, it sounded funny when I said it. Now it's gone. It's just it's just a mess. <laughs> it's a jumbled mess. I'm off. I'm just not. Anyway. Anyway, thank you so much. This is the podcast. I am Paul. I am Greg. I am Willow. Thank you, guys. Don't fuck with the babysitter.